Welcome to the Topic of Conversation with your host, Rob Stoggins, Jr. Hey, everybody. We are here. My name's Rob Stoggins. I'm the host of the Topic of Conversation every Wednesday night right here at the Original Brooklyn's. We love being here. Uh, the Original Brooklyn's just had a wonderful golf tournament with Di and the gang. Uh, she's the general manager here. She's a lovely lady, along with Jimmy and the gang, who uh, keep uh, this place moving and shaking. Don't forget, if you, wanna, if you have an evening or a program or something you want to gather for, uh, like a wedding reception or something big, come to the original Brooklyn's. It's very, very convenient. It's 100 yards away from where the Broncos play, and it's it got free parking. It's a block away from light rail. It's another block away from the bus station, so there's really no excuse. They have an incredible patio. They have a private room upstairs, and they have a wonderful bar area right here. It reminds you of if you're uh, my age, it reminds you of Cheers. If it's if it's if you're a younger person, it probably reminds you of I don't know when 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 I met my mother. Oh, how I met my mother, or when you met my mother, or whatever. Some mother show. I know it's got mother in it. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, once again, my name's Rob Scoggins. I am the host of the Topic Conversation. We're here every Wednesday night here at the Original Brooklyn's, a hundred yards away from the Broncos play, and we have a very special guest tonight. Um, tonight's uh, topic is beer, and we've been. Uh, we are blessed to have one of the most uh, hip and most uh, special brands that come out of Colorado in Lions, Colorado. That's spelled with a, a Y, folks, not, a, not, a, not the lion like in Roar. Um, and it's a wonderful brewery. They've been around for a long time, since 1997. Uh, they've been brewing uh, a little after that. We're going to learn all about them. But we are so thrilled to have them because they do so much cool stuff throughout the year and, of course, throughout the Great American Beer Fest. And they are a special, special brand because they've done something that no other brewery of their kind has done. They did it first. Now, some guys may have copied, but they did it first. Um, and some of you, some of these brands you've heard of at Oscar Blues are uh, Dale's Pale Ale, uh, uh, Old Chubb, and then Mama's uh, Yellow, Little Yellow Pill. I, I probably, probably did that wrong, but please welcome to the show the director of marketing. He calls himself uh, the director of, of, of beer, because that's what he does. And um, uh, Chad Malis, thank you so much for being here. All right, man. Thanks for having me. It's, it's the best. It's the best thing. It's the best thing to have you because you get to drink your own beer on the show. It's true. I mean, it's the best. It's, it's the true. best. The best thing ever. It's a lot of perks. And right here at uh, right here at Original Brooklyn's, if you come here uh, here on Colfax, a hundred yards away from the Broncos play, they do serve uh, Dale's Pale Ale. So it's it's wonderful stuff. And did I did I pronounce it right? M- Mama's. Mama's little yellow pills. Mama's little yellow pills. Yep. That's yes. A throwback to an old Rolling Stones song. Yeah. Really? Yep. That's where you get yep. the name. Yep. It's a good yep. one. It's such it's such a memorable name. Mama's Little Helper. Yep, <laughs> check that, it out. Is it? Yep, Rolling that's, Stones. That's so cool. Um, we have uh, you have you have been blessed to be work work for them for almost ten years, right? Yeah, almost yep. ten years. Yep. And let's go back to the beginning uh, when Dale, obviously Dale's Pale Ale, uh, became um, became a, a place. But let's all and then we'll get to how you got involved too, because sure. I'm sure that story will will evolve into that. Uh, back in '97, let's take you back almost almost 20 years ago, if you can believe that. Yeah. God, that's weird, isn't wow. it? Yeah. Yeah. 20 <laughs> years tomorrow. 20 years next year. Yeah. Um, to when um, when Dale decided to build a restaurant. Yeah, Dale was actually um, moving from his his hometown of Alabama and, and looking to go mo- to Montana. What's which, Dale's last name? Uh, Dale Katechis. Katechis. Okay. Yeah, he's our Dale. You okay. know, there's a Dale Junior. There's a couple of Dales out there, but you know, our <laughs> Dale is Dale Katechis. Yeah. Um, and he was headed to Montana to be a, a fly fishing tour, uh, tour guide was his, was his goal. And, um, fly know, fishing tour guide out here yep, in the West. Yep. Yep. And, um, stumbled across, you know, the beautiful Rocky mountains here in Colorado and, um, didn't make it any further than, than lions. 
And <laughs> you saw uh, the mountains and yeah, you know, there's uh, you know, the North and South St. Vrain rivers come together there. There's there's great fly fishing. There's great mountain biking. Uh, I think a lot of the things that he was expecting to to reach in Montana uh, were all right there, and he he really you know didn't make it any further than that. Um, and uh, you know, maxed out five credit cards to put together a a small restaurant in a town of 1,500 people that is 100% seasonal and based on Rocky Mountain National Park traffic and was able to pull it off. And um, yeah, that kicked off in, in 1997. Um, and a good little restaurant it is. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's the original. It's where the, the heart and soul, it's the heartbeat of, of what Oscar Blues is and, and where we came from. And, um, you know, it's still doing its thing. It's still a place that you go after a bike ride or after fishing and um, you know, in, in my mind, a lot of the reasons that, that I landed in Lyons, Colorado, um, are, are shared values in, uh, Oscar Blues. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's very much so the, the heartbeat of this thing nationwide. Now, Dale could have named it anything. He could have named his company anything. Um, what comes to mind, he could have called it Dale's Fishing Shack, <laughs> you know, and, and fish will, you know, and have a, have a bite, light bite to eat. Get right. it? Uh, but he didn't do that. He went with... Oscar Blues. Am I pronouncing yep. it right? Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. Yep. Yep. Um, how did he come up with that name? That's funny. Um, people tend to ask that question often, and it's not, it's not a, a <laughs> I don't think there's really a straightforward answer, um, but uh, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, make something. I'll, yeah, I will. I usually do. And, and uh, I mean, do you, do you have any insight? Do you have any no. creative insight there? Because I'd, I'd know, love I, to hear your version of my, mine the story. Is, mine is that he just, you know, he, he he likes the name Oscar like Oscar Meyer, and, uh, and but it's with a K. It's with a K, yeah. yeah. So and then the blues part, I guess you know music. I don't know because yeah. the other you know the, the major breweries that came to our country a long time ago, all the Germans they named it after themselves, Miller Coors right. and Anheuser Busch. Right. So but he didn't choose that. But he has a cool last name. I mean that could yeah. work. Katechis. Katechis yeah. could work. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, there's no there's no written document on how that name. Um, you know, happened. I the the version I'll tell today is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and I didn't, you know, th this is absolutely the truth. Yeah. Um, you know, Dale's mom is a, uh, a gal, Yaya. She, again, was was a huge part of, of getting lines up and running and um, kind of part of the heartbeat of, of where Oscar Blues comes from. And, and she really likes antiques and going junking and, and finding uh, a diamond in the rough. And, um, you know, as it goes, she found uh, an original manuscript that's tied to... Uh, the Blues Brothers, and there was a, a third Blues Brother, and his name was Oscar. So that's that's the the story I'm going with. That's this a great. Evening. That's a good one. Um, and you know, it, it really does tie into um, our roots in music. You know, we started with five nights a week having music there in Lyons, and and it continues to go um, through the brewery in Longmont and and in North Carolina, now opening in Austin. Obviously, music yeah, and, and blues has been a huge uh, part of of our culture. What part so. of North Carolina? Uh, we're in Brevard, North Brevard, Carolina, yeah. right outside of Asheville, just you know, western North Carolina, a little off the beaten path. Folks, I'm from that part of the world. My hometown's yeah. Richmond, Virginia, and Asheville is very similar to a feeling that you'd have here out in Colorado. Um, it's not like Boulder, but it's, it's definitely a feeling of a town here in Colorado. If you ever go to Asheville, you know, UNC Asheville's there. It's a very nice college town. It's a growing. Uh, a lot of families, young families are there. It's a really, really nice town out there. Yeah, beautiful, uh, beautiful mountains, Pisgah National Forest. Um, we're right at the gates from there, you know, our, our tap room. You can ride uh, your mountain bike in Pisgah right from, from the tap room and return there. And there's uh, a lot of similarities. There's a, 
uh, a great music scene there. You know, the Steve Canyon Rangers live in Brevard, amongst other people, Jeff Seip. Um, and also, you know, that outdoor element on top of a great craft beer scene that is, you know, certainly tied into Asheville. And um, just the quality of life uh, is very similar, and it, and it feels like home. You know? Were some of the people who, you know, who are native there and, 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 a, and near Asheville in that area, were they kind of offended that, hey, man, this, this, big, this big juggernaut of a, of a microbrew is coming here? Or did, they didn't mind because of the North Carolina ties with Dale and the family? Um, Dale's, you know, one of Dale's better friends has, uh, lived in, in Brevard for a long time. So we've been hanging out there riding bikes and his, uh, his name's John Felty and he runs Mountain Song Music Festival. So we've been hanging out there for, for quite a while, enjoying music and, and riding bikes. Um, but there was some concern, you know, uh, um, a, a bigger brewery coming into a market that is known, you know, they've won some, uh, a lot of recognition for their, their craft beer culture sure. and they're very proud of it. Um, and you know, honestly, a lot of their effort and energy and, and the excitement that goes around it was part of the draw for us to go there. Um, and you know, there was some concern initially and it was great. You know, it was exciting for us. I think, um, the way we approach that is very much so, uh, like a restaurant. It's like, you have to have that open door policy. It's all about hospitality. It's about creating a, a place for, um, you know, the community to, to come together. So, um, between, I think, our approach and, and our um, roots in, in the restaurant side of things and that hospitality side, along with our Candade Foundation, we've been able to really engage with that community and become part of it and really strengthen, um, you know, the scene that they had there that, that drew us there in the first place. So um, it's been a, a great addition. And like I said, it, it really does feel like home. Yeah. And, and, with, and with Dale, um, he came out here and he was a big biker, he big mountain yeah, biker. Absolutely. Uh, he probably owns how many, you think? How many bikes do you think Dale owns? Uh, well, he owns one bike company, and we made 225 last year. So um, I don't know how many is in his garage yeah. now, but so the, they're the, all his. So the, so the Oscar Blues, the, 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 the restaurant, started first. And then he started doing bikes, or was it kind of coincided? Yeah, I mean, the restaurant started in 97, okay. and then you know we started brewing beer in the basement in 99. Um, you know, things definitely ramped up in 2002 and put Oscar, you know, Dale's Pale Ale in a can. Mm-hmm. Um, we just started doing bikes, I think, uh, about four years ago with Reeb Cycles. It's beer spelled backwards. Right, and, awesome. Um, you know, we were doing a lot of, uh, a lot of support amongst the cycling community here, and we really wanted to uh, expand on the, the concept of American-made materials, American-made um, and handmade um, bikes that... Uh, are very similar to the way we approach making beer and just just a, a very hands-on way you know there's not a lot of people making uh handmade bikes uh, in america no not so, at all yeah. so you got you were riding along on your bike um you're you're from up north are you from originally from colorado i'm originally from wisconsin but okay. i've been uh, out in colorado for over 15 and, and been in in lines for a bit yeah yeah so you were out there riding your bike chad malis riding his bike comes up across this guy Named, named Dale, and you guys get talking, and how long ago was this? How long would you go, you met him? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know, a little over 10 years ago, I okay. suppose, you know, it's, uh, it's a small town. Sure, I mean, it's a small town. Yeah, 1,500 people, and there's uh, only a handful of bike trails that you ride right from town, and between, um, you know, sharing bike rides, and then post-ride beers, and then staying for the music, um, you know, it's that birds of a feather thing. It's, uh, so you just get talking to him and say, I like beer, I like riding hey, why don't you come over and help us make some cans? And you're like, nah. yeah, um, Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, a, 
I was very involved in the bike scene and, and Dale's, you know, a bike guy and really wanted to make sure that um, Dale's Pale Ale was the choice of people that were riding bikes because we live and breathe it. Um, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, I really um, traded a bike, uh, a Dale's Pale Ale bike that they had made. Dale made um, six um, Maverick. I don't know if you know Maverick. It's a, it's a brand that came out of Boulder. It's a progressive uh, suspension brand. Uh, it sounds strong. Boulder. It sounds strong. Yeah. Right. Um, and he made six bikes and one was for him. One was for his best friend. Um, and then the head brewer at the time got one and there was a, a nationwide, uh, giveaway for the other three. And that nice. was recycle 3,501 Dale's pale ale cans and you win a bike. Um, and wow. so there was three bikes available and, and two of those bikes, uh, were claimed by people that actually did the promotion. Um, and so I, I knew there was one left, and, and Dale and, and his team were unloading in the alley behind Oscar Blues um, after the 24 hours of Moab. And uh, I, was, I was riding my bike down the alley, and I was like, hey, man, that, those bikes are rad. Like, um, I heard there's one left. What do I, I got to do to get my hands on that thing? And, um, you know, he's <laughs> like, man, we could really use some help on the canning line tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but, uh, you know, it turns out I, I went in for a couple hours over lunch and then we started helping out at night. Um, my marketing background is obviously helpful in getting into events and, um, right there on the spot, I was, um, you know, we, we talked about number of hours it would be. And, um, he gave me the bike on the spot and negotiated by trading him the bike I was riding. And, uh, we rode it in marker on the wall. It was like Chad O's Dale this many hours. Um, I love that. Enjoy your ride. You know? That's awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually I guess we kept, we quit keeping track and he just hired me and, uh, when we were expanding into Longmont. So. Now, Chad, you're still a young man, but you were a professional mm. mountain biker or a professional road biker. What were, you were a professional biker. I mean, that was, that's, that's kind of how you, yeah, you got, got the free, uh, not the free bike. You worked it, you earned it, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what drew me to the area was, yeah. uh, outdoors and, and, you know, the lifestyle and, and Lions um, just having such amazing access to um, the outdoors in general and, and the bike riding. You know, there's uh, just a, a great culture in that in that area. And then, uh, um, you know, the other elements of, of Lions being, you know, again, we talked about it, but um, the great live music and, um, you know, the, the post-ride beers at Oscar Blues, like the whole thing, once, once I came through there. Uh, really felt it really made sense to me and probably for the same reasons that it made sense to Dale and sure yeah everybody uh it's that birds of a feather thing again here's some stats folks um they uh believe it or not uh, in Colorado there's 230 different breweries um obviously um Oscar Blues is that it, it? it probably yeah, there's yeah. probably more now since you said that probably 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 just added a few more right yeah. um yeah. it gives 120 million dollars in tax revenue to the state of Colorado and to only two percent of this only two percent of our country live in Colorado. So, I mean, that's a, a lot of beer drinking here in this state. Um, craft beers are 10% of the nation's beer uh, in Colorado. So, I mean, of, of the, of the, uh, of the beer in Colorado, uh, craft beer is obviously because we have two other, we have two other juggernauts that, that help with that too. Um, but uh, those, those are some fun stats and you guys, you guys are cranking out the barrels. I mean, you guys, uh, you started canning. When did, when did Dale's Paleo, when did you first can that? Um, First put Dale's Pale Ale in a can in 2002, so we're approaching that 15-year uh, mark yep, next year, which is exciting and, um, you know, kind of, uh, I think, led the way for um, 
you know, that, that craft beer in a can movement. And, and a lot of it came from, um, you know, those elements we talked about, just being able to throw that can into your backpack and um, want to go out and, and share it over that view of Long's Peak um, or going to a music festival. And then, you know, it, um, once we stopped kind of laughing at the concept, which is what most people did back then, you know, right. at that time, um, it, you know, it's very clear that it's, it's better for the beer. It uh, eliminates light. It eliminates oxygen. Um, it's portable. The can is infinitely recyclable. Um, so when, when you add it all up um, against some of the learned behaviors at the time that, you know, quality beer came in a dark bottle, um, when you really look at it and, and kind of, um, you, you know, you, you just see that it, it's better for the beer, it's better for the beer drinker, and it's better for the consumer. So it, it, uh, it made sense, particularly in how it aligned with the lifestyle that we were living in Lyons. They, it's incredible, because you guys were the first to do uh, a craft beer in a can. Came right out of here to Colorado. Came yeah, out of Colorado. we were the first brewery to uh, brew and can our own beer. Mm -hmm. uh, there had been some breweries uh, before that that either um, outsourced the brewing process or outsourced the canning process. But the fact that they had equipment and, um, and technology available to, to do it on your own um, at that time in 2002 is kind of what set it apart. And then um, being able to, to work with the Ball Corporation, which is right down the street here um, in Golden, was, was hugely, hugely helpful um, because they had to change their whole business model to uh, support small batch things. So... Um, the proximity of Colorado played a huge role, and, and obviously Ball Corporation really spearheaded that. And Ball, Ball has changed their whole format in small can brewing now. I mean, they, they, they help you guys. And that... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, at, at the time that we met the Ball Corporation, we were making less than 500 barrels a year. And, um, you know, compared to uh, some of their bigger clients, yeah. that really didn't add up. But, man, they, uh, they really had an open door uh, policy with us. And, um, super supportive. As I said, they changed their business model to to uh, allow that um, you know craft beer in a can to come uh, come to fruition. Really, and, and you know, uh, it's it's they've been an amazing partner. Um, you know, from from a point where we didn't matter at all, and we were you know we had nothing to lose. You're almost a charity to them. Yeah, right? exactly. We're helping these so, guys out, and, and they you know they've been there every step of the way, and I, you know I think we've we've been good for them, and they've been good for us, and. Um, you know, we were able to really um, speak to the, the craft consumer and then craft brewers and, and, you know, tell the story. So it's, uh, it's been a, a great partnership. Uh, certainly couldn't have done it without Ball just being right down the street. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. We still really collaborate on a lot of things, you know. Your artwork. I mean, we've got to talk a little bit about that. Each yeah. can, each, each brand, I mean, each, you know, each breed or each brand of, sure. uh, of, of beer uh, Dale's Pale Ale for one, and then and then Grandma and I mean Grandma. I always want to call it Grandma. Yeah, mama's Sorry, little Mamas, little pills. Yeah. Mamas, and yeah. then uh, Old Chubb are some of the ones that you know are are your oldest and most famous. Yeah. But each can is a piece of art. I mean, it's amazing. You have a little slogan for each each brand. I mean, for each beer, uh, for each for each uh, brand of beer. Yep. And then you have the artwork is incredible. They're most recognizable cans I, probably in the country now. But the, let's we'll talk about uh, uh, Dale's just because it's here. Sure. And um, it, you have the draft magazine on the back where you can scan it. And then on the front, um, it, it's just it's a work of art. So who does your artwork, and who, who came up with all the ideas uh, yeah. for all that stuff? Well, we've been really fortunate. Um, Terry Kushiyama is uh, uh, the artist that's done every can uh, from the beginning, you know, till now. So we haven't really had to, uh, you know, look at trying to trying to stay cohesive or have like any real strategy meetings. 
Um, he's a Lions local. He lives there because he loves fishing and, um, you know, loves the quality of life there and yeah. loves music. He, he's the front man for what I, you know, it's our house band, essentially. I mean, two of the three dudes work at Oscar Blues. So uh, <laughs> Terry's been with us from the beginning. Uh, he's done a great job. I mean, the packaging really, to me, um, in, encompasses that, that Colorado vibe. And um, there's a lot of consistency, but there's uniqueness amongst the brands. Um, so Terry has been a, a huge asset for us. And uh, it's so cool to, to really have the band together for that long and, and be able to uh, create that consistency um, within the line. And, and really, I, I, like I said, I mean, to me, it, it, it feels like Colorado, um, you know, because Terry lives it, you know. How many different brands of beer do you guys sell right now? I mean, I mean... Uh, we're this probably, is just alcoholic beer. Yeah, we're probably getting um, around that 10 mark. Uh, we just released four new beers in the last year um, with uh, Pinner Throwback IPA and uh, Oscar Blues IPA. And then just this year, Burrito and Which also the mes- Priscilla. Mexican, uh, yep, Mexican, Mexican lager. lager yep, yeah. It's an amber Mexican lager. And then the fourth one? Um, uh, just released it uh, within the last month, Priscilla. It's been uh, it's a wheat beer. We call it a white wit wheat, and uh, <laughs> it's been on draft for and I think over twelve years at the Lions location. Um, so again, that thing you know is, is born in that the basement kind of blues bar at, uh, in Lions, and um, now taking it national, which it it feels cool to still be able to um, be taking that that history and that heart and soul and. Uh, from that small town of 1,500 people, that Riverside town, and being able to take that to 50 states and four countries, um, you know, it's, it's exciting. We just made a, a video for the band, or for the, yeah, the band, uh, made a video a video for the beer, and it's cool to have Dave McIntyre, who uh, has booked the, the bands in that place for 18 years, um, Terry, who, who does the graphics, he's plays guitar in it, and then Annie, who's the, the bartender there, she's um, one probably one of the longer standing bartenders. She's been there for over 10 years. So it's cool to um, make a, a video that's so authentic um, within our culture and be able to take that uh, nationwide, especially knowing it's such a small, tight com- uh, community there. Now, you like Dale's Pale Ale. That's your favorite. Because, I mean, you guys, I <laughs> when you guys were canning, what was your what was your little things you guys did? You, like, put six together, drink one, put six yeah. together? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, back uh, in the, back you know, the there day, was a handful of You can even of say us. that now, back in the day. Yeah, you can't, I guess you, I yeah. guess you can say that. Um, yeah, you know, we, we, uh, I wouldn't say that we were a, a finely tuned machine. It was kind of a drink one, drop one, package one type mentality. <laughs> and if you could at least get a, a pallet done, um, you knew there'd be a truck there the next day to pick it up. Um, so yeah, you know, Dale's Pale Ale for me, um, I, it's just such a, a well-balanced beer and, uh, you know, the brew crew has done a really great job of accentuating the hops and and working with the raw materials and creating consistency of the beer and increasing the shelf life so that you're getting a really uh, quality version of Dale's Pale Ale throughout its life and uh, wherever you are you know in the country we've uh, really tightened it up and and Tim Matthews is the the head brewer that that works with our locations in North Carolina and now the new one in Austin and um, you know it's it's really exciting to see such passionate people uh, just go all in on um, everything from, you know, ingredients to the finished product. Um, are barley and hops getting more expensive? I mean, are, aren't the materials getting more expensive because of the demand? Well, they've, they've gone up and down, and, and the demand sometimes can help um, because, uh, you know, it, it uh, secures 
income for the farmer. Um, so it, it, it goes up and down, um, but there are more and more breweries coming on, so it's, it's a little more attractive to the farmers uh, to plant it. Um, you know, one thing, it's a little risky for them because there's not a lot of uh, different places they can go with the crop. Like if you're growing corn, um, you know, you can, you can sell it in so many different places, um, but that, you know, that crop is very specific to craft beer. So um, with the growth that we've experienced, it's, it's created a, a good relationship between farmer and, and brewer, um, and we're able to kind of work backwards and get really hands-on on making sure that the, the crop that they're trying to grow is, is exactly what we're looking for um, from the, the brewer's perspective. Um, so it, it's created a, you know, the demand for craft beer and the growth of craft beer has really created some security for the farmer and uh, has been good for the industry. You guys just got your 50th state, Montana. Yeah. And congratulations yeah. on that. Thanks, man. Now you're, all the way, you're all the way across the country. A lot of microbrewers can't say that. Would you say that, you know, New Belgium is probably the one that everybody thinks about uh, out of Colorado, mm -hmm. which is, you know, fat tire, but then you guys mm -hmm. got to be right there with them. I mean, neck and neck now. Well, they're I mean, they're considerably larger than us. I mean, they you know um, have been at it quite a bit longer than we have, and, and certainly paved the way um, for a lot of you know the craft beer scene here in Colorado. Um, but yeah, they're you know um, I don't believe they're in 50 states yet. No, but uh, they they definitely uh, you know um, brew considerably more beer than we do, and have uh, have done a great job, I think, marketing Colorado and, and craft beer. Um, nationwide so um, they've been at it quite a while it's been pretty special to watch you guys grow and have fun and your guys marketing campaigns throughout the year has always been just outstanding you guys have some of the best fun stuff especially during the great american beer fest which is coming up in october but i know you guys will be involved in uh, something coming up in june which is the colorado beer fest up in fort collins it's the 27th beer fest and it's at the end of this month it's at it's in every you know folks listening it's at every june so it's every June. Look for it on, on the web at the Colorado Beer Fest. Uh, this, this week, or this month, it's at the end of the month, but they, they, they randomly put it uh, through sometime in June, but it's always there. And, um, and you guys will be involved in that. But during the Great American Beer Fest, you guys go all out. I mean, you guys, you guys are known for your necklaces with the beer cans yeah. on them. Um, yeah. People collect those. Uh, you're also known uh, for having great uh, concert events uh, mm -hmm. during, during it. And then you also have uh, the, uh, the Oscar Blues Ordeal, which yeah. I was lucky enough to go on as media about two yeah. years ago, and what a, great, what a great experience. I mean, you take these people on this wonderful journey and wonderful stories about your, about your brewery. What came, who came up with those concepts? And, and my gosh, they must cost you a small fortune, but it's totally worth it because it gets your name out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's great to have a home game. You know, um, playing on the road is a little more difficult. So when you have a home game, you gotta, you got to take advantage of it and, and you got to win. And, um, you know, you talked about our marketing. Most of our marketing... Um, isn't it's not necessarily like a campaign or, or anything. It's mostly um, just kind of doing things that we love, whether it's uh, putting on a concert or you know we've expanded our our restaurant side from that original concept to include uh, Chub Burger, which we have two locations, including one at, at Coors Field, mm -hmm. um, opening another one here uh, by the end of fall. And is that going to be downtown or, or, or somewhere? It is going to be in the Rhino District. Rhino. Oh, okay, yep. very good. And uh, Hot Box Roasters, which is our, our coffee company, um, that's going to be opening a, a location right next door as well. So most of our marketing has been um, doing things that, that we like. You know, we mentioned we spoke of Reeb Cycles earlier. Yeah. Uh, the restaurant side of the business is definitely where, where Dale came from, and um, it grows kind of 
separately from the brewery, but certainly with the same heart and soul. And there's um, good food there. I've been there. Wonderful you restaurant. You have been there. Yeah. Wonderful restaurant. Good food. Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, we have the farm where, um, you know, historically we started the Hops and Heifers Beef Program um, using spent grain and, and uh, grass-fed cattle to turn into high-quality kind of craft inflows into our restaurants. So uh, just being able to link all of those things together and, uh, you know, give people that are traveling to Colorado, um, you know, the full Oscar Blues experience. And, uh, you and it's know, reasonably uh, priced too. It's not. Yeah, it's we not. we try to keep it pretty affordable, and um, and we want to get a lot of uh, you know our distributors and our business partners on the bus and and get up and and enjoy um, a little bit know, of Colorado the, while they're here because the, they don't get a chance. Yeah, the day to day life, and you know it's uh, it's long. There's there's a lot of different stops. Uh, there's a lot of food. It can be a long day because it usually culminates down at the session down at GABF. So we we felt like the Oscar Blues ordeal was an appropriate name for it. And uh, hanging out with us all day is, is definitely an ordeal, so it kind of came natural. <laughs> you do miss a little bit of the, of the beer fest uh, being downtown, but you also get to see a lot of Colorado. You get to have some great food. You get to have some great beer. You get to meet some friends from around the world. I was lucky enough to be on the tour with the guys from Scotland. Yeah, um, Jorgen. Jorgen. And great and, brands. And great yep. brands. So yep. you don't know who you're going to meet on those, on those right. tours. And so I highly recommend doing the Oscar Blues um, ordeal. It is something to definitely sign up for before you come to Colorado for the Great American Beer Fest. Whether you're local or not local, um, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful event, and and they do a great job. You end up at a farm uh, where they have a tent and a, and music and a bonfire, and they're they're very very nice staff. I mean, they just want to talk about beer and the love of beer and. They'll even talk about music or whatever. Yeah, we try um, to. Except you guys won't talk politics. I tried. You're yeah, like, no, we're not going there. Beer, <laughs> beer fits a little better, and um, but you know, there's so much stuff going on during the Great American Beer Festival. Now we've uh, you know tried to keep the the schedule of the Oscar Blues ordeal so that you, you're not um, missing a ton of things because there there are. I mean, there's so many great breweries down here in Denver um, that have great things going on during that week. Um, so we we try to keep the schedule open we, we get rolling kind of early we roll out of denver um for the early ones at, at eight in the morning um which you know during the great american beer festival is an early rise um but we like to get after it so yeah it's it's an amazing event so i highly recommend it when we get back after the break we're going to talk more about how what oscar blues is doing for the future how they're expanding and what they did during that terrible flood that happened a few mm -hmm. years ago we'll be back right after the break i'm rob scoggins and you're listening to the topic conversation here in Denver, Colorado. Thanks. Hey, I'm Rob Scoggins. I'm the host of the Topic Conversation. We're here every Wednesday night here at the Original Brooklyn's, which is right here on Colfax. Don't forget, if you have an event or a family function that you want to do, uh, give everybody here at the Original Brooklyn's a chance. They do a great job. They have a wonderful private room upstairs, an incredible patio, and a great bar area. We want to thank Di and all the gang here at the Original Brooklyn's for hosting us every Wednesday night um, here uh, at, at the Original Brooklyn's from 6 to 8. Uh, join us. You can find us on the topicofconversation.com, and we're just 100 yards away from the Broncos play, so you get some nice pictures at the end of the show uh, of the Broncos stadium of where the uh, 50th, uh, you know, they won the 50th, the 50th Super Bowl, not so bad. Plenty of parking, all that good stuff right here at the original Brooklyn's. And uh, now for the rest of the week, uh, and, and hopefully uh, for a, a, little, a little longer, we hope to have a, a great um, uh, relationship with Oscar Blues, uh, they, they, did, they have a wonderful root beer, which we're about to talk about. And uh, they named it after a, a, a friend of Dale's, and we're going to hear the story about that. But they have uh, the Oscar Blues Pop Shop, um, or Soda Shop, as they call it, and they want make this wonderful root beer. Uh, it's outstanding, and you can grab a can uh, today or, or next Wednesday or the Wednesday after that for the month of June. 
and we hope to continue that with them if, if they'll let us. Uh, but it's it's the root beer, and we have Chad Malis here. He is the director of marketing uh, for Oscar Blues. We're having a good time with him tonight. Tell us about that. I mean, not, you just don't do beer; you do root beer, um, and it's um and and you're in. I love the slogan on the top of the can. Um, you're too cool for this root or beer. Or what's what's the slogan? Do you remember? <laughs> I don't know what's on that one. Do you guys, have, do you guys have the can? <laughs> you can't handle the root. That's uh, yeah. it. You can't handle the root. Right. That that actually yeah that recently changed a little bit. Now when um, I when I when I was up there for the ordeal, mm-hmm. um, you had Reeb bicycling the the, yep. the great bicycles you guys you guys sell. You can easily yep. you can buy one online, mm-hmm. and or you can almost almost make yourself a bike and they'll make it for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And they'll uh, I believe they do deliver it to you, but um, it's also nice to fly to Colorado and ride it around. Yeah. But um, then and then the, and then you had the root beer. Yep. Right around the corner. Now, all that's changed in the past uh, two years because you guys are growing and showing so much. But uh, the root beer story is one of the best stories on the tour. And I believe you do tell that if you go on a tour, too, you get the root beer story as well. But tell us a little bit how you guys uh, came up with the root beer idea. Um, Well, you know, we we started again, you know, in that restaurant side of things. And it's a very family-oriented place. You know, Mm -hmm. Oscar Blues is and, um, you know, Dale has four kids. So it's um, it's always been a, a kind of part of the social fabric to, to bring families down there. And, uh, you know, our events often have like a bouncy castle and, and all that sort of thing going <laughs> on. So very kid friendly. Yeah. So we always, um, you know, had, had root beer on draft and, um, uh, man, how long make some root beer floats, right? Yeah. You can, you can certainly do that. Um, and five years, maybe Yeah, five years ago, a friend of ours, uh, uh, Brian stiff passed away. Suddenly he lived in Lyons and was just kind of part of that, that cycling crew there in town and um, certainly way too young and, and had uh, two boys, um, you know, three and five at the time. So um, Did he just suddenly die? Was it a um, heart attack, cancer? Yeah. Just yeah suddenly he, die. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he sad, had a, sad. He had a, he had a uh, enlarged heart. So um, right. it just... Uh, Tragic. Um, yeah, it, it was. And, um, you know, we just took that opportunity to try to do something good and and uh, change the the root beer from for being the family for the for the children that were left behind, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the and the and the and the widow. Yeah, Julie. I mean, she's a great gal. You know, um, again, Lyons, Colorado, small town, fifteen hundred yeah. people, um, and uh, you know, wanted to have something out there for his boys to remember and buy. And um, you know, from from the start of this thing and until uh, perpetuity, uh, you know, percentage of the the profits uh, go to Julie and the boys. And um, you know, we're very proud to be able to. Uh, have those guys growing up with a, a can of root beer that remembers how hilarious uh, uh, their dad was, and he, you know he's a good dude. And um, you know since then we've been able to uh, expand the line actually into five different flavors. This year we have a ginger beer, we have a black cherry, a cream, and an orange cream in addition to the root beer. Um, and all with his name on it. Um, yep, yeah. it all it all started there. You know. Um, uh, and it, it's just a, a nod to the family and the small community of lions. And um, are the yeah, boys older now? From there, um, yeah. I mean, it was five years ago. They were three and five. So, so they're a little bit older. Um, yeah, yeah. So they're a little bit older now, and and they actually, you know, they they, they can see the cans. They can drink it because they're yep. young. Yep. And it's B Stiffs. B that's pronouncing it right. B Stiffs. Yep. Brian and, Stiff. Yep. Brian Stiff and Sons yep. uh, Old Fashioned Root Beer, yep. and it says Oscar Oscar uh, Blues. Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues. I, yep. wanna, I don't know. Oscar. Oscar Blues. Um, a soda pop. So yep. and it, it's uh, so and it's wonderful. It's good stuff, and uh, you guys should try it. And we're gonna have it here at the show for the next uh, three Wednesdays. So come out and grab a can um, on Oscar Blues. They would love for you to try it. And then of course you can buy it uh, all over Colorado. Correct? 
Yeah, um, and it, it's expanding a little bit. You know, we're, uh, I believe it's um, into Montana. There's some in North Carolina. Uh, there's a there's been a, a resurgence of interest in in craft soda over the last few years. So it's uh, it's starting to grow. We're also um, uh, in Arizona. So the brand is um, it's it's starting to spread. You know, it, we really kind of just kicked it off uh, locally. You know, as a some do goodery, I guess. Yeah, we call absolutely. It. And, I'd say that. Uh, and um, you know, it's a it's a nice departure again. Just being being a restaurant group, it is so family oriented. It's really nice to have a have a soda option. Oscar Blues is 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 so is so intertwined with that town of Lyons. I mean, it's just part of. You you can't think of the town anymore without thinking about the brewery, and you can't think of the brewery without thinking about the town. Um, a few years ago, a tragedy hit Lyons. Um, the flood. Um, this the rain would not stop. It just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. And it is kind of in a flood zone, but kind of not. Yeah. Um, but it just kept pounding. It, it hit, also affected Estes Park area. Mm-hmm. It affected tourism. It affected yeah. the town. Uh, a few a few lives were uh, uh, were hurt and lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you guys rebuilt, and you guys were a huge, huge part of that. Um, our Oscar Blues was. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that, and 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 how you guys uh, managed to move forward, and and here you are today. Yeah, you know, uh, Dale's always been. Pretty philanthropic, uh, very philanthropic. I guess it's probably the best way to describe it. Um, but it was it was in a, a little bit of an unorganized way, and, and when people needed help, um, and we had we had talked about you know starting a 501c3 um, in 2013, um, and the flood just kind of uh, nudged us a little bit to get it going early. And you know one of the uh, advantages to having a, a wide distribution network is you have um, a lot of partners and a lot of fans and um, a lot of people that uh, had had done you know similar things that you had done with going on the Oscar Blues ordeal and um, the same thing that I, same reason I fell in love with Lions and um, just really wanted to to try and help that small town. It's it's a challenging town you know for the um, the year-round businesses because it is very seasonal and uh, a lot of people just really wanted to help and and Terry Kushiyama who we talked about earlier who has designed all of our cans. Uh, still hasn't gotten back to his house um, wow. still now, even today. Okay. So the town is still rebuilding, but, um, you know, we were able to launch an initiative there um, with the Can- the Candade Foundation and an amazing amount of support. Uh, we raised a, a million dollars in the first year and just funneled that all into, um, you know, flood support up and down the front range. Uh, a lot of people were affected. Um, and you know, it, again, it, it was something that was on our radar and we were really looking to do, um, not so much in a disaster relief capacity because we have a lot of proactive, um, philanthropic areas that we work in. Um, but you know, that, that, that flood was the, the kick in the ass that we sure. needed to get it up and, and running. And, um, what's the population of lions without all the tourism when it's just winter and everybody's just sitting yeah. there, you know, going through I, winter. What is it? I think it's grown to 2000 people. 2000 people. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's a nice, nice town. Yeah. And you, you know, know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. I mean, they everybody does half the town work for Oscar. <laughs> it, I mean, <laughs> it seems like it. It seems times. like it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I moved moved there uh, 13 years ago, it was one of the few uh, businesses that was open year round. So um, I think you know a lot of people have waited tables and and contributed to town um, throughout. One way or another, somebody yeah, they've all exactly. worked for Oscar while yeah. they're there. Oscar Blues. You guys have, are known for um, not just their philanthropic, but you're also known for just giving. I mean, you you're, do a lot of things for the town folk. Uh, you do a lot of things for uh, the uh, kids or adults with special needs. 
Um, I, 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 I know you guys do this at the Weasel, at your Weasel. It's called the Weasel, right? Yeah, the Tasty Weasel <laughs> Tap Room. Yeah. What? How did you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to go with Polly Shore, but I don't. I know you know. Not yeah. people don't know who Polly Shore stand up. They know yeah. I'm the weasel, but um, you, you don't have to go there. But it's a wonderful tasting room. It's big. Yeah. It's bright. Um, they have a sh- little little gift shop. You can buy single cans. Um, they've got peanuts if you like to eat peanuts while you drink beer. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful little place. But you have this. But you have the special needs adults who help you out with mm-hmm. the, with the the making of the with the making of the cans for the Great American Beer Fest. Yeah, and like, it's just so nice that you guys do anything you possibly can to help out that township. Um, and anything you can, and that's up there um, in the Tasty Weasel, and that's not de- that's not directly in Lyons. It's more in Longmont. No, that's in yeah. The Tasty Weasel Tap Room is yeah. at our uh, our brewery in Longmont, and yeah, the uh, the can bling we call it. You know, it's the bead necklaces that kind of throw back to New Orleans and um, Dale's Southern upbringing. That was uh, his mom, Yaya. Uh, that was her brilliant idea to to attach a Dale's Pale Ale can to um, to those Mardi Gras beads, and it's something that you know it it, it is happening every day. Um, and it's something that you guys are known weasel. for the Great American Beer Fest. Everybody, yeah. You see everybody walking around with them. Yep. There's nobody doesn't have one. It's great. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, she's a special lady, and that uh, that's a, a genius idea. Yeah, yeah. Some of the other marketing ideas. I mean, you have obviously T-shirts and other and other great things. But uh, Dale's Pale Ale, number 88. I mean, number 88 is now involved with you guys. Uh, there's a that's a famous Dale. Right. Uh, number that's, 88. If yeah. you guys are in NASCAR uh, right. out there, you, you might know who number 88 is. Right. Uh, but I'll let uh, Chad tell us who number 88 is. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, it uh, it 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 makes a lot of sense. It does, um, doesn't it? It's like know, Dale's Pale Ale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Beer, Dale's Pale Ale yeah. Jr. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a and that's that's definitely going out on a limb for us. That's kind of playing. That's batting a little out of our league a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, just, I, I think in 2002, the idea of people, uh, getting a quality beer in a can, uh, was, was laughable. And, you know, I think there's a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity to change people's mind in motorsports about, uh, American made quality craft beer and, uh, the red, white, and blue stripes on the Dale's Pale Ale definitely, uh, work hand in hand and Dale Earnhardt and, and those guys have been great, um, really showing us the ropes of, of how to engage that that NASCAR beer drinker and um, and keep it real. Did you, know? you ever think a NASCAR guy would be drinking a a, a craft canned beer? I, mean, I you know I think it's a I think it's a stretch you know but it's it, awesome it, they're it, doing it. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense when you you know you look at why we put craft beer in a can back um, when we did you know it it all adds up it just makes sense and I think um, you know fans of of NASCAR are very um, American proud. Um, and it's a very hands-on, you know, blue-collar kind of crowd. And, uh, you know, putting craft beer in a can, we were doing the drop one, drink one, package one thing. You know, I think there's a lot of blue-collar in there. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's definitely, again, a, a big commitment for us. But it, I think it's, a, it's an opportunity to, to um, connect um, with a different group of people in a, in a very real, meaningful way. And, um, you know, junior motorsports, those guys are as passionate about racing as you can be about anything. And, and you've got the hat right there at the, at the tasty weasel. It's probably yeah, sold. It's probably yeah. sold at every venue that you guys have probably. Yeah. Correct? You know, the, that 88, it's a famous 88. You yeah. Know? Everybody so, knows it. Yep. And it's exciting, you know, with our brewery in North Carolina, uh, that really helped bring it all together because that's, you know, that's the home of NASCAR and the, the home of junior. Um, and you know, it's, uh, it's, it's part of the local cart culture there. And, uh, you know, and we're, we're, pretty aggressive get after it type folks you know we like having our place at Coors Field we like the competitive nature of baseball and um, you know the bike the bike side of thing is competitive so 
Um, we like competition, man. There's there's nothing uh, more competitive than than racing. I no, mean, it is no, no question. Ready, set, go, and and you can you can feel the competition uh, in the pits, and um, it's just it's just such an authentic American thing. Um, you know, it feels real. It's, it's, now, back uh, it's when I cool. back back when I lived in Georgia a long time ago, I did a show called "You Get Paid for That." And you could easily be on that show. <laughs> um, if you think about it, you have one of the best jobs on the planet. You market beer. Yeah. Uh, and, and you get to go around the country. You get to see all the states. Yep. Um, I'm sure you've been outside the United States as well. Yeah. But you've been able to see the, see the United States on, a, on, on the beer budget, which is great. And tell us a little bit about your experiences when, when you go to other states. Now, when I go to other states, they just think, they look at me and, you're from Colorado? Oh, marijuana. <laughs> but do do how many how many people in North Carolina asked you? You were just there, yeah. and thanks again for flying. I mean, flying in for yeah. us. I know flying in, seeing your wife, and flying out. Yeah, that, that's the, that's your awesome life. But how many people in North Carolina were were saying, "Hey, man, you guys named a you guys named a beer after Dale Earnhardt. That's so cool." Yeah. But I mean, how many uh, how many folks uh, when you go around just look at you like you're from Colorado? They look at you like you're the, the coolest thing ever. We're, we're a very popular state. Tell us about um, when you travel to other states. What the reaction is when you say you're from Colorado? Um, you know, I, I think I think it is. Uh, um, there's a, a certain um, allure. Yeah, there, there's a shininess, you know, to Colorado. <laughs> you know, the mountains are very. Um, they're they're just so beautiful, and um, I you know I think the the Colorado lifestyle uh, is to me you know it's it's more about the lifestyle than necessarily talking about you know hey you're out kind of selling beer. I, and the I feel lifestyle like, is being outside, outdoors, yeah. walking around, being with nature, riding the yeah. bike, throwing the football, just right. being outside is yep. is in fishing and, and and everything that Colorado has to offer for nine months out of the year. Yeah, and I, you know I think. And then the winter we've, sports. We've tried to stay. <laughs> we've tried to stay, you know, true to the things that we really love. And um, you know, I, if you come to the tap room, it's um, it's very accessible. You're probably going to sit next to a brewer. Um, we've tried to, to to keep that hospitality that you know Dale's history of, of coming up in restaurants and and just being accessible um, and 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 people dig it. I think they um, they they feel that that you're kind of living it, you know. And um, and and hell, we make it we make it fun, you know. I, people are like you do make it fun, you know. What's what's your market research tell you? What's all this you know crap and. Um, it basically it comes down to if it makes us laugh and it's fun, and you know I think other people are going to think it's funny and they're going to think it's fun too. And Dale's really been able to instill that um, in our culture. We don't we don't do those uh, you know market research groups. We try to go to our restaurant and sit next to people that are and talk to them. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and uh, I think that resonates. And um, yeah, I, yeah I, he's I, I still like, very much involved. Oh yeah. I mean, he's very much involved. He's 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 in his mid forties. Yep. He's got a long life uh, to go. You're a young man too, and you get you get to ride bikes every weekend. I mean, how fun is that? Yeah, in theory, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In theory. Now you didn't know. Now to be honest with everybody out there who's <laughs> listening to us and people here uh, in the studio audience, you didn't know that much about beer when you started with him, right? I mean, you were kind of a. I mean, not, you weren't neophyte. I mean, you you drank. Right, right. <laughs> but you yeah, did, yeah. But you learned along the way, and that's what's so great about working for a craft beer. You learn along the way. You learned it, you got it, you understand it, now you love it. Are you a beer connoisseur now, and how long does it take to become a beer connoisseur? Uh, you know, I don't are know. Are you a snob? I'm, I'm are you a, a beer snob? You know, I don't I, don't I hate think, that term, but I mean, right? that's what I'm supposed to call no, it. I, I think it's, it's <laughs> I, honestly, I think it's something that we don't really, we don't dig, and, and that's what I was, I was talking about as far yeah. as being very approachable in, in our tap room. Um, you know, we, we, we're restaurant folks, so we want people to come in and, 
and be able to try different uh, different beers and and not not intimidate them or, or be snobby. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you, you're right though. I mean, for for us and and for Oscar Blues, it, it takes just a a certain amount of energy and commitment to um, wanting to live and breathe that lifestyle, and and that's what makes you fit in. It's not whether or not you can. Um, you know, name the number of IBUs in in, right. in the the hop, the hop profile. Mm, yeah. uh, if you're willing to to just you know stand on the gas and and um, contribute, you know we can find a spot for you on the roster. And that's you know, I mean, you know, I was I was uh, invited in, you know, because uh, your love of bicycles, fit the, yeah, yeah, fit the call. We, I, you know, yeah. we, we fit in. We we're just a bunch of bike nerds that were also <laughs> brewing beer and. Um, you know, and, and it's great now we've, with adding, uh, North Carolina, um, we've continued to, to collect these people that are super passionate about what they do and, um, want to stand on the gas and bring their personality to the table. And, um, you know, it's, it's changed and, and evolved. Obviously it's not just six, you know, six people. And it's amazing to see what, um, people's different personalities have brought to the table and, because um, Dale's not the mainly, he's not the only owner now. Yeah. There's a conglomerate. There's a group. Yeah, yeah, you know, we've been able to, um, you know, it's a competitive environment out there, and being able to do these great things, um, like open a brewery in Brevard, North Carolina, and now, and now in, in Austin, 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 Texas. Yeah, Austin, Texas huge. Um, you know, it takes capital to do that, and, and you're seeing craft beer um, be challenged on on staying rootsy, and that's why you see us start a lot of these small offshoots, whether it's the the coffee or the bikes. Uh, I don't think we don't we don't we're definitely afraid of building a a big beer factory and and um, kind of losing our core. So so you got Reeb bicycling. Mm-hmm. They can go online and get one of those Reeb cycles. Reeb cycles. Yeah. They can they can order one or build their own or yeah, I mean, or come can, here and help yep. help build it. Right. Yeah, you can uh, go to Cyclops uh, Bike Cantina, which is our restaurant concept in Longmont, and you can throw a leg over one and talk to Tim and uh, the guys over there and and uh, you know have some tacos and, and some craft beer. And then, uh, you know, if you really want to get hands on, you can go join Chris in the fabrication shop over at the brewery. And uh, and what a wonderful can, guy! Uh, he will cut. he will welcome you in. He, yeah. he lets you ride the bike. He yep. talks about it. He loves it. Yep. What a neat guy! And then and then the coffee. What's the name of the yep. coffee again? Hot box roasters. Hot box roasters. Yep. Um, and then you can and you can have uh, some coffee. You can also uh, order it and take it home. And then now the four the four the four biggest uh, brands you guys have. I mean the four biggest. Uh, packages you guys do are, are Dale's Pale Ale, and then Old Chub, and, and Mama. Yeah, it's actually it's, oh, it's go, changed go, help, a little help bit. Help me out a little bit. Those yeah. are the ones I know. Yeah, those are the those are the ones you guys kind of force fed me when I was on, on the <laughs> yeah. ordeal. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I mean that's the the core original crew so right there. Dale's Pale Ale is um, what? It's a pale ale. What's a pale yep. ale? Yeah, you know Dale's Pale Ale is probably on the on the cusp of challenging. You know the. Um, difference between a pale ale and an IPA because it is hoppy. It does have that, um, a certain amount of, of hop bitterness, um, and is, is pretty well balanced with the, the malt backbone as well. And at six and a half percent, it's a pretty sizable pale ale, you know, um, now, and we're, we're talking about, you know, 2002 when you first sure. put it in. It's camp. almost 15 years that old. Was yeah. A, yeah. That was a, a pretty aggressive take, um, on a pale ale. Um, and that one leads the way, you know, that's 50% of our sales, um, and then after that, and uh, Pinner IPA is a beer that we put out uh, in January of last year. So it's a it's a, we we call it throwback IPA. It's a, I mean technically it's probably a session IPA. We just 
don't really like to conform. And what does and, that mean? What is session? Yeah, session IPA just means that it's a, a little lower in alcohol. So okay. it's a 4.9%, and we call it a throwback IPA because you can throw them back. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, like drink them, throw them back. Yeah, yeah all right, exactly. I get it. Uh, so that one's done a really uh, a great job. Um, again, you know, Tim and the, and the brew crew um, has done a great job of uh, accentuating some of the hops and, and awesome. really uh, um, bringing a, a large amount of... Um, flavor and mouthfeel to to a small beer. So that beer has done really well. And, then and the one after that? Um, Oscar Blues IPA, which is a beer that we put out last year as well. Uh, it's uh, made up of all Southern Hemisphere hops. They're all from uh, Austra Australia. Wow. Um, which is, is unique. That's uh, an expensive IPA. Um, they travel a little bit, yeah. for sure. Uh, and it, but it, it brings a lot of unique flavors. You know, we've, we're a brewery that uh, has been pretty well respected for our use of hops. Um, and We've never put out a straightforward IPA, and uh, to be able to do that, we wanted to do something uh, very unique and, and and name it after the club, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's put, good. Put the home team name on it and um, kind of let it, it speak for itself. So that's uh, that was a, a really great project, and uh, I think we brought some uniqueness with that IPA, and it's sitting right around that third spot. And, and Mama's Mama's little yellow pills. There is, it is. Yep, she's hanging tough, man. She's uh, she's growing, and is I, that I, named after Yaya? Um, I mean, she's an inspiration for a lot of things at Oscar Blues, and um, certainly is she you know, still alive? Um, she actually passed away in, in this last year, oh, um, which was uh, you know it was a big deal hard for, on everybody. for our culture. Sure. It really was uh, from North Carolina to to Colorado. She, um, you know, I, I, I've mentioned her a couple times sure. uh, over this, uh, a this big, conversation. A, a big, a big part of the big yep. part of the team there. Yeah, it's a it's a family thing, you know. Um, so that beer uh, is is continued to grow you know i think the um the pilsner is a very crisp refreshing uh, style and it, it got overshadowed by very hoppy beers for a little while there um, but it seems like that that style is coming back people are really uh, appreciating uh, a good clean crisp pilsner so, so it's, let's, it's let's, doing well I'm not, I'm not the biggest beer drinker even though i look like a beer drinker so i'm a big guy but um the, the, if i walked into your in, into the tasting room and i just said you know hey I want a I want a nice beer uh, that's gonna uh, cool me off. that tastes that tastes nice and it's not too heavy. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest um, that I, you guys have? Yeah, I mean, I'd say right now probably our uh, earlier year release Burrito, that Mexican oh. lager. Um, it's it sits right at four percent, uh, so that it's not good. super high in alcohol, and um, they've uh, created some good complexity with the, the malt bill again for a, a beer of that size. Um, but you know, particularly today, um, my car said it was 100 degrees outside. A 4% crisp, refreshing Mexican lager is certainly a, a good place to start, and um, you can kind of move up to more aggressive styles and, and takes. You know, if you're in the tap room and you wanted to try a couple different beers, uh, that's a great place to start. That sounds awesome. So you have 10 beers right now that you guys are producing and yeah. packaging, correct? Yeah, roughly. So <laughs> uh, you have the you have the you have the um, and you have the coffee. Is there a coffee beer that you guys do yet? I mean, I, I, is there one yeah. that, that, that combines both both things that you guys love? Yeah, we have a, a couple limited release beers that I, that we do package and send out. Um, in the fall, we do a, a hot box coffee porter, um, mm. which uses a, it blends some of our cold brew uh, with the with a porter, and that that comes out right around that uh, Great American Beer Festival time, along with uh, another beer called uh, Death by Coconut, and those are mm. some real limited release beers that happen at that time, but 
yeah, Hotbox made its way into the lineup last year. Uh, sounds uh, sounds drinkable. I like that. Um, so, so far, you guys have had uh, such, such success, such good success around the country. What's next for you guys? I mean, obviously, uh, you're in all 50 states. That's huge. Mm-hmm. A, lot yeah. of, a lot of micros aren't even there yet. Like you said, yeah. New Belgium's not even there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys have done it, and, and you've done it within 15, oh, roughly 15 years. Yep. Uh, incredible, incredible growth. Um, you've done it with partners. I mean, it's not just Dale and the gang, but it's 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 with people who love the idea and and want to expand. You're in like you've talked about. You're in North Carolina, right outside Asheville. You're in Austin, and it's just moving and shaking. And uh, here we go, distribution time. How many times have you guys gotten a letter from some of the big boys? Because isn't it tempting just to say, yeah, let's just take the check and go home? Uh, from and what I mean by that, folks, if you're listening. Uh, um, I'm sure they've been approached by Anheuser-Busch and Miller Coors and all the other conglomerates that want to gobble them up um, because um, that's the thing to do now. I mean, that's the way beer beer companies are growing is buying the big popular microbrews. How many times have you guys said, oh, we're going to pass? Well, it's a, it's a challenging environment out there, you know, to be able to continue to grow. And as the stakes um, continue to grow, you know, gaining capacity, you know, takes capital. So you have to um, you but gotta, you don't want to lose you your creativity. Exactly. I mean, you don't want to lose you don't want to lose your creativity right. of making the cans and making the beer. I mean, yep. you don't want to give that up. So you know, we we have certainly passed. I mean, it's I, you know. Would we, you we, say you've passed maybe in the past five years twice? Saying, uh, uh, man, I, you know, I don't, you I, don't I don't even know. I mean, yeah. um, you know, certainly there's there's been a lot of um, big brewers come in and taking a look, and um, you know, we've been uh, you know, I think uh, really focused on. Um, that lifestyle and that that quality of life that I, I talked about earlier that that drives our brand and I, I think um, it just doesn't fit for us. Uh, Dale, Dale, you know, all those different those different uh, brands and things are very entrepreneurial and they're very hands on and that's 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 what gets us out of bed and and what takes us to the brewery in the morning is staying innovative and 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 being hands on. So it's just not really a fit for our culture. Um, and so you know we've been able to um, coordinate with uh, uh, collaborate with Perrin Brewing Company in Michigan um, and Wasatch and Squatters Breweries in Utah, and now working with Cigar City uh, to oh, create huge. a. That's a, in Tampa, right? It is, yeah. No, that's huge. It's yeah, a, it's a very, yeah, again, they, very have a, they have a great culture down there, and, and um, they're all breweries that need to, to continue to compete and continue to grow, and uh, wanted to, to kind of, I think. Um, do it in a, in a in a way that felt right for their culture. So instead so. of Lollapalooza, it's Lollabruza. Yeah. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Well, and you, I mean, you can use that. Take we're it. Take it. Like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but but what a wonderful stories you guys have coming out of your brewery, and you have a wonderful website. You can keep up with them. Uh, they have great things coming up. What's coming up next for you guys? I know you guys are obviously going to be involved in the 27th annual Colorado Brew Fest mm-hmm. uh, in late June. Yep. Obviously, Great American Beer Fest. Those are those are obviously you know no 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 question or no yeah. no brainers. You'll be involved in. What are you guys doing privately here in Colorado or around the region? Um, well, we just uh, you we, guys we, do a bike thing, don't you? Yeah, we do yeah. a bunch of different things uh, that that kind of start early. We did our Burning Can Beer Festival um, just uh, a couple weeks ago with the Lions Outdoor Games, um, and uh, Good Night Ride is a, an event. Uh, another yeah. fundraising event here in Longmont that's coming up this weekend. Um, so that that one's uh, is that an on annual one that you do it every is. June? Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Um, is it always Father's Day weekend, or is it just happens it to is, be that actually. it's always Father's yep, Day it's weekend? A, it's a very family centric sure. um, bike ride in, in Longmont, and uh, really really uh, accessible. Again, you know, a, a couple thousand people come out and and get together and ride bikes and enjoy some music. 
um, in the park there in, in Longmont. So that's that's one we you know have on our radar here uh, this weekend. Um, and then you know really honestly just uh, a lot of focus on, on trying to get that Austin brewery. We we did our first brew two weeks ago and working with Candade on on getting engaged in that community down there um, and taking all of the elements that we talked about that. Um, you know, kind of make this culture tick in Colorado um, and, uh, you know, be able to, to provide fresh beer um, in Texas and allow the Colorado brewery to continue to grow and, and ship beer, um, you know, west. Now, I know you said this at the beginning of the show. You told us why canned beer tastes better and is better for the beer uh, than bottled beer. Can you do that one more time so that people really, really know why you guys can your beer instead of bottle it? Yeah, you know, the, uh, the first... Um, Thing that's very very bad for beer is is sunlight um it, it breaks down beer and it, it makes it skunky essentially um and the next variable that's that's bad for beer is oxygen uh you know it allows a lot of the aromas to escape and um kind of homogenizes a lot of the tastes to be uh caramelized and and uh kind of cardboardy so um cans you know 100 percent eliminate light and the the seal on the top of a can and the body of a can uh, eliminates oxygen, whereas a bottle cap um, will allow, because uh, it has pores and it will allow some oxygen to flow from outside to inside. So um, by eliminating those two elements, um, it's it's hugely beneficial uh, for the beer. You know, it has a longer shelf life and just gives a better drinker uh, experience. Um, and then, you know, again, we talked about uh, being better for the beer drinker because it's infinitely portable and then uh, infinitely recyclable. And and, and is it is it more affordable uh, than than the bottle beers the canning it for you guys? I mean, is it is it financially better for Oscar to can it than to bottle it because it costs less? Uh, you know, we've never bottled a beer, so I'm so not 100 percent yeah. sure. But yeah, and I think as the um, as it's uh, began to to catch on over the last few years, a lot of the technology and the equipment was a, a bottleneck. So the equipment might have been a little bit more expensive or or not as effective. Um, and the can itself is, is cheaper than a bottle. Um, but the, the shipping savings, um, you know, you can put a hundred cases of beer on a pallet instead of 60. So it burns less fossil fuel, um, and, you know, increases your ability to do that. Um, so there are some advantages and particularly now with, uh, the equipment is, is progressed and the technology has progressed and the, the volumes have progressed. So the pricing is uh, a little bit more aligned, you know? Sure. Now, um, thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody how they can find you, how they can find Oscar Blues, where they can find them, if they want to keep in touch, if they hear this, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, OscarBlues.com is a, a great place to start. Um, it has a lot of our events, but also one thing that I really dig in, in being able to travel and, and do the beer thing is uh, we have a beer finder on there that will use your GPS and tell you um, places that are nearby that you can find the beer, whether, um, you know, and that works in, in all 50 states. Um, and then, of course, you know, we got that social media thing going with uh, um, Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram. You can follow Oscar Blues and all of those locations. All right. Um, are you ready now for uh, Rob's Fast Five questions? Do it. All right, here we go. Um, can you name um, all, all the cans that you, I mean, all the brands, all the names of the, of the beer that you guys, um, uh, what's it called? Market? Not market. You guys uh, package. Can you name them all? Well, I, I think so. Okay, uh, here we go. Dale's Pale Ale, Dinner yep. IPA, Oscar Blues IPA, Mama's Little Yellow Pills, Old Chub, Good Night, and then it gets to be a little tricky because you have uh, some seasonals. Yeah. We have Gubna, um, which uh, switches out with Ten Fitty. We got Death by Coconut. We got Hot Box 
And then in the last year, we just released Burrito Mexican Lager and Priscilla White Wit Wheat. And ladies and gentlemen, he is correct. He just did it. Well done. Very well done. Yeah. That was very well done. Very well. That was fantastic. Okay. Kent, I need to ask you one other question. Uh, obviously, the live audience loved that because you got it all right. Um, why is IPA so freaking popular? I, I, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's Indian Pale Ale. It's, it's, it's why does everybody love it and everybody want it when they go into a bar? What's your, what IPA do you have? Yeah, I mean, I think... Is it just uh, easy to say? You know, I, I think it's... Uh, I think you're able to really do a lot of great things with the aroma, and it, it, it feels very, um, very fresh and very green and very alive. And, you know, if you're, uh, if you're very conscious of your raw materials and how you, you know, package the beer and, and being able to drink it um, as fresh as possible... Um, you can really get a, a lot of really lively and, and organic notes out of it that you don't you don't necessarily get. Um, it's like it's it, I think it it it's, it's kind of like drinking fresh, you know. Is that it what it has is? That, That's why that people living like it. aroma okay. to it. And, I'd buy um, that. Yeah, everybody has one. I mean, everybody has two or three now. Yeah, it's uh, it's like sixty percent of the craft beer market. As yeah. IPA. Yep. Wow. Uh-huh. Now you guys sit down a little forum. I'm sure the marketing staff and Dale and the rest of the gang get together when you name these beers. Yeah. Um, I don't know how how long does it take you guys to name one. I mean, how long is it? Take, I mean, the Oscar, I'll be Oscar Blues, you know, can probably was pretty easy. Oscar Blues IPA, right? Yeah, that, that was, was actually, pretty easy. That was a huge fight. Actually, <laughs> it was like, it was oh, like yeah. oh man, are we being lazy? Is that uncreative? You know, what what the hell's wrong with us, man? We can. <laughs> We're get getting up. old. But uh, you know, it, it the beer, um, it, you know, again, it was a, a brewery. I felt like that was respected for using hops, but. Um, hadn't put out a traditional IPA. So being a traditional IPA, we kind of gave it a traditional name and let the hops and the beer speak for itself and kind of tie the the whole offerings together. But honestly, you'd think that would be the easiest one. But man, that one, we just beat beat ourselves up over that one because we'd we didn't want to be lazy or uncreative, but it just felt right. So I was like, oh, what the hell? Now, you know this this show is is pre-recorded, and then when we send it out to the world. Now, this this is going to be, you know, I'm naming the next one. I, I just want you oh. guys to, just want to throw it at you. I don't know what you're going to say, because, you know, you're like, what, why, what does this guy who drinks whiskey know about beer? <laughs> um, but I want you to do this. The lark bunting. I don't know if you know this. The lark bunting is the state bird. Did you know that? I did not know Okay, that. the state bird is the lark bunting. Uh-huh. And guess what year it is for the this, for this state bird? It's 85 years old now. The state bird is not, not the bird is 85 years old, but having the bird as our state bird is 85 years well, old now, 1931. Plus, you know, the 15 okay. years of Oscar Blues, that gets us to 100. That's there you what, go. And that's what the temperature is outside, so that's pretty much a shoe-in. Oh, there, good. So I, yeah. I Rob Scoggins, uh, the host of the, of the Top of Your Conversation right here in Denver, Colorado, is naming their next beer the Lark Bunting IPA. The Lark Bunting IPA, it's a beautiful bird. It's a state bird. It's in their, it's in their culture. They're riding bikes. They see the Lark Bunting all the time. So Lark Bunting IPA by Oscar Blues, pin it, sign it, done, right? Next. Maybe? Next. You, <laughs> see, guys, I just got it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they'll do it. I don't know the Lark Bunting, right? Um, a lot of people don't know that, that the Lark Bunting is our state bird. I did not. <laughs> or probably did not care. <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It adds up to 100, man. I mean, it does, 15 we, and 85. Are we splitting hairs here? We are. We're yeah. not splitting hairs. Um, when you, when you're going around, <laughs> when you're going, that wasn't really a question. It was more of a begging you to do that. Yeah. No, but, um, when you go around the country, um, that you get to do all the time, where are you going next? You're getting, you're leaving soon. You, you get to stay, hang, hang out with your wife this weekend for, for Father's Day weekend. And then you're out of here. Yeah. We'll hang out with, um, uh, you know, the goodnight ride folks in Longmont this yeah. weekend. And then, um, probably be heading down the, to Austin next week and, yeah. and do some, some launch events down there. Um, 
And uh, I'm not, not exactly sure not where sure, I go after you, that. But you wake up and you don't know where you're going, right? <laughs> and it's just the way it uh, is in the beer world. Yeah, right? you know, well, it's it's been a it's been a big week. You know, went to North Carolina and, and checked in on on the brewery there, which we were just finishing an expansion out there. Um, then went to uh, Virginia, as we talked about, to look at some um, some great opportunities with the Festi and, and expand kind of our love of music and um, some of our East Coast presence. So. Um, going to be home, you know, for the weekend and then, um, be heading back down to Austin and, and do that Austin thing. So that's it's, awesome. Uh, yeah, Austin it's, city it's, limits. Good show. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're very lucky to, um, live in a place like Colorado where, uh, you know, it does, uh, create a lot of opportunity for, for craft brewers. And then, you know, to think that that has, uh, been able to, to take us to 50 States, man, um, all of us, uh, I think really look in the mirror and have to pinch ourselves and, and just be surprised that, Doing shit that you really, really love and getting has paid for, taking right? you to fifty states, and yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Now, you, you, like, like I said, you, you, you have dreams. I mean, everybody has dreams. We all have dreams, and Dale has dreams. Chad, Malis, you, you, you have dreams. What is the next thing you guys want to do? You've done so much for for the for the country and the world of beer. You've done so much for the state of Colorado. You've done a lot, so so many things for everything and the city of Lyons, what's next? I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to do like a concert series? I mean, what, what's next? Something that you do at Red Rocks or, yeah. or what, what's next for you guys? What, what is something big you guys want to do next? And you can, you know, we can be the first ones to hear it here. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it really um, expands through our Candade Foundation. Um, you know, that's really been a, a, a great addition to, you know, as I said, a, a group of people that started in, in the restaurant business because we love that hospitality and that sense of community. Um, the Candide Foundation growing out of the flood and lions and, and being able to extend, you know, across the country and, and engage in those communities. To me, that's, that's been something that's been um, kind of revitalizing and, and very exciting, um, you know, particularly with um, being in 50 states. It's like, you know, how do you, yeah, your breweries in Colorado and North Carolina now in, in Texas, but how do you, how do you really mean something in, in mm-hmm. Kentucky? And, um, you know, the Candide Foundation has been able to um, just be a, a, another way for us to, to reach out and, and make a difference. And, you know, it's happened. And that's and, on your website too, to get involved. In it that. is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to me, that, um, is something that is, is unique to us. It, it fits, you know, a lot of the things that we love to do. We work with, um, um, we have a tunes segment, which, which focuses on, on music and expanding the arts, whether it's in schools or through education. Um, we have a trails segment, um, which, you know, works on, getting people outside. Um, we have a, a segment called Love Your Mama, which focuses <laughs> on uh, recycling. For and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we have these, these segments within our, our foundation that are really at the core of our culture. And to be able to continue to stay true to those things and doing it in a, in a meaningful way um, is, to me, I think a big part of, of how we continue to move forward and grow and, and, and keep doing the things we love. What makes Chad happy? Um, Man, that post-ride beer and, and seeing uh, Long's Peak certainly is a is a good spot. And you maybe know, a, maybe sit, a lark bunting right? <laughs> sitting on the river looking at a lark bunting. <laughs> <laughs> what makes Chad sad? Um, what makes me sad? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously the news has been pretty heavy these days. Yes. Um, With all, everything going on in Orlando and and life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know that. Um, there's a there's there's a lot of heavy stuff going on out there, but you know I think at Oscar Blues we we keep pouring everything into the things that we're passionate about and, and we love and and uh, just try to try to bring bring that 
um, to the people around us. So, um, you know, Oscar that, that's Blues. What we're Oscar on. Blues keeps pouring the beer. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. It's been an honor. We've been we, we love having you here. We we only wanted you. We only wanted Oscar Blues. We didn't want anybody else because you guys the you, Lark Bunting. You guys do every you guys do you guys do everything so well and so much so good and so and such classy and and so and you're so good at what you do. So thank you so much. Right on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks we want to thank Chad. Us. We want to thank Chad for being here. It was wonderful having him here. Um, I just want to remind everybody to listen, laugh, and talk as much as you can through life. Wake up every day with a purpose to do good things for people and yourself, just like Chad does. And you never know, you might be in downtown Denver at the historical original Brooklyn's 100 yards away from where the Broncos play as our topic of conversation. Have a good day and good night. If I catch you